Very often these days, I find that I'm unmindfully snacking on salty chips or opening a box of cookies even when I'm not hungry. Additionally, I'm also often aimlessly scrolling through multiple apps in my smartphone. At first, I didn't realize why I was doing this, but when I discussed it with a few friends, guess what? I realized that I wasn't the only one. Well, what I was experiencing was apparently fairly widespread. It's possible that us, rational thinking beings, slip away into a tedium of disconnectedness whenever we are doing tasks that we find uninteresting. Emotions are incredibly powerful influences. They often supersede rationality and logic. This makes it difficult for us to avoid their impact on our decision-making. But since each of us is naturally wired to be susceptible to the traps of emotional foreplay, a deeper understanding of why we feel the way we feel can help contextualize the relationship between our emotions and actions. Hello everyone, and welcome to Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections. I'm your host, Janvi Gurja, a curious people observer, an executive coach, and co-founder of Vital Signs Advisory. In today's episode, I invite you to reflect with me about why we find it hard to stay mentally engaged in activities, even though we mark our physical presence in them. The feeling I experienced, akin to the stated example, is commonly known as boredom. While this feeling is easy to identify, but difficult to quantify and define, it should be at the greater end considered as a signal for change. Many times, I have also been guilty of zoning out during discussions, be it at the office or even with extended family members, wherein I would have sidelined myself from participating in those animated conversations by subconsciously transitioning myself into a micro-daydream with my eyes wide open. So, what could have happened to me there? The simple answer is that I lost connection with the people and the topic because it failed to retain my attention. Either because my curiosity wasn't piqued or because I was ignorant about the topic of discussion. I enjoy discussions on geopolitics. And when the conversations loom around marital stress and celebrity trivia, I feel lost and hence I disengage. Wherever the dots haven't connected, I remove myself from being immersed in the conversations. Now, this can make me sound like I'm both a snob and a self-centered person. But regardless of how I'm perceived by others, the reality was that I was exhibiting boredom more now than ever. While boredom can be both a catalyst for change and an opportunity for reflection, given the fact that I have a preference for introversion, high sensation-seeking activities, high-touch interactions, and adrenaline-surging novelties push me into a remote spot tightly firewalled by my willful disengagement. Boredom, therefore, becomes my mechanism to silently state my need to be pulled out of those interactions or activities, and hence, it compels me to alter my personality preference. So, my listeners, let's pause for a few seconds here and check in. Are you aware of what your preference is? My 
my two cents here is that boredom is a state of failing to be in the current context and a pursuit to be elsewhere in order to find a better meaning. This can be deeply uncomfortable. It may occur either when we feel energetic but have nowhere to go to direct our energies or can also happen when we have difficulty focusing on a task. In fact, my mentor advised me once, rather than trying to escape at Janvi, what if you stayed there? You may begin to enjoy some surprising benefits which if you explore might provide you fulfillment to overcome it. According to writer and philosopher Robert Persig, boredom always precedes a period of great creativity. In fact, it's our brain's way of alerting us that great things will happen and currently things aren't going well, so do something more meaningful with your time and your energy. In one famous experiment, people were asked to sit quietly for 15 minutes in a room with nothing but their own thoughts. They also had the option to hit a button and give themselves an electric shock. Getting physically shocked is obviously unpleasant. But do you know what? Many people preferred it to the emotional discomfort of boredom. Out of the 42 participants, nearly half of them opted to press the button at least once, even though they had experienced the shock earlier in the study, and they reported that they would pay money to avoid experiencing it again. But nevertheless, instead of sitting quietly for 15 minutes, more than 50% of the study group went on to press the button. Reports have it that one male outlier actually opted to shock himself 190 times during the 15-minute period. In the words of Erin Westgate, a social psychologist at the University of Florida, boredom is sort of an emotional dashboard, a light which goes off saying, hey, you're not on track. It is a signal that whatever we are doing currently isn't really meaningful to us. So these days, when I'm not able to successfully engage with a person or a topic, I consider it as a warning sign. In fact, this has helped me to do much better in snapping out of my tedium and zoning right back into the core of the engagement. To understand how to deal with boredom, I tried to acknowledge my triggers. So for me, it was largely monotony and the lack of challenging tasks in accordance with the skill demonstration I was craving from time to time. I would often feel frustrated because I felt that what I was doing was below the level of what I think I'm capable of doing and my inability to articulate how I actually want to use my time and energy left me feeling trapped, stuck or constrained. When these feelings dominated my day, I would mindlessly cyberloaf or snack. So to me, boredom had a negative association, and rightfully so. I viewed it as a counterproductive state that ignited discomfort and desperation for something more, something new, and something better than what I was doing now. And to combat these feelings, I often sought refuge in the pretense of being busy as an antidote. And yet, even though I was super busy, I stayed bored until I decided to understand better and to deal with it objectively. This was my first challenge in learning, how to get out of feeling bored and effortlessly, I found myself enjoying the exit from self-flagellation into a self-reflective exploration. Well, listeners, 
My understanding is that not all types of experiences of boredom are the same. Research shows that various types of boredom manifest differently in our minds and our bodies, giving rise to different behaviors. Decoding the type of boredom early can help us offset it, at least to a certain extent, if not completely. This could help us hold off from feeling counterproductive and instead give us a sense of feeling empowered by allowing us to take quick decisions. Honestly, over years of understanding and research led me to actually value that there is an extremely positive side to being bored. But due to my strong Asian conditioning of perform or perish every day, wherein results and numbers declared my significance, I was unable for many years to notice the benefits of boredom. After reading multiple works of research and countless nuggets of wisdom, I have in fact realized that some of my most creative ideas and solutions to recurring problems have emerged from periods of my boredom rather than when I was in a high execution mode. Like the Italians say, il dolce fa niente, the sweetness of doing nothing, meaning creativity and innovation come in open spaces. It's okay to take time to daydream. So whenever I'm bored, I try to think about what I would do if there were no obstacles, no fear, and I let my mind wheel freely. By doing so, I center my breathing into my head, my heart, and my gut. This leads me to explore and identify my passions and answers my questions of what makes my heart sing. Based on these cues, I connect, and then I suddenly find that a door has opened for more creative approaches, thereby the tedium of my boredom is out of the door. So the next time you want to eat chips, don't do it because you're bored. Just eat them because you enjoy them without any guilt. Hello listeners. I acknowledge that adapting to new patterns can be both complex and tough, but not impossible. Many of these emotions play out their own charade, making us feel low and lousy without actually knowing why. Through Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections, I feel comfortable exposing my vulnerabilities with you and hope you find a connection, a meaning and a way ahead, just in case you experience something similar. If this episode of Reflection Through Clarity strikes a chord with you, share your story with us on our LinkedIn and Instagram page, Vital Signs Advisory, or on Twitter at Janvi underscore Gurja 8, and look us up at www.vitalscienceconsults.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next time then, this is Janvi Gurja signing off. Thank you for listening and being in the moment with me. Take care of yourselves because you are precious.